Our text for tonight is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, beginning with verse 20. Would you please stand for the word of God? Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin in our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And working together with him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, at the acceptable time I listened to you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time Behold, now is the day of salvation, giving no cause for offense in anything, so uh, that the ministry will not be discredited, but in everything, of course, commending ourselves as servants of God in much endurance, in affliction, in hardships, and in distresses, in beatings, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in hunger, in purity, in knowledge, in patience, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, for in genuine love. In the word of truth, the power of God by the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, by glory and dishonor, by evil report and good report, regardless as as deceivers and yet true, as unknown, yet you were known, as dying, yet Behold, we shall live as punished, yet not put to death, as sorrowful, and you always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessions in all things. These are thy words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us in thy truth. Thy word is eternal truth. Amen. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the time leading up to the time of the cross and the resurrection. The cross and the resurrection give meaning to all other events of life. Without the cross and the resurrection, Christmas would not be relevant. Birthdays would only be a passing of time until we die. The cross and the resurrection of God is God extending his hand out to us to provide eternal life to all of us who live by faith in him, in Jesus Christ. 
The cross gives the meaning. The resurrection gives the meaning. That God accepts what Christ did on our behalf. That we might go forward with assurance that by repentance and faith, our sins are sent as far away as the east is from the west, never to be seen again. That's God's promise of hope. Uh, the verses from 2 Corinthians 5 will clearly show us that the way to God is black and white. There are no gray areas. You're either going to come to God in the white, or you'll be controlled by sin, which is the black. Scripture says that God made him who knew no sin to be sin in our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is God extending his hand out to you and me. This is the great exchange that God does to provide for us. On the one side, on the white side, we have Jesus, who uh, was without sin in any way, shape, or form. Scripture tells us that Jesus has been tempted in all ways, yet without sin. After the fasting in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil came to him and said, You know, I know you're hungry, Jesus. Why don't you turn these stones into bread? Eat. But Jesus recognized that the devil is a liar, that there are no shortcuts. And he said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. They took him up to the highest peak of the temple, and he says, see all the kingdoms that are out there. You can have them all, Jesus, if you'll bow down and worship me. Basically telling Jesus, you don't have to die. You don't have to go through the crucifixion. I'll give it all to you if you'll bow down and worship me. And Jesus told him to be gone. To be gone. And he had to leave because he was lying. He tries to draw people with these tricks of saying, okay, here's the shortcut, here's the easy way. And he's a liar. He is a liar. Jesus resisted every temptation by the power of God's word. And it's the same gift that's given to you and I. To stay true by faith in God the Father. Now on the other side of that great exchange, the black side, that's the side that we contribute. The black side is tainted with sin. We are sinners even before we were born. And that doesn't really seem fair because after all, they haven't had a chance to do anything. And yet the nature was there, even in the womb. It's part of a child's nature, a person's nature. We are sinners even before we're born. Doesn't seem fair. And yet it's true. You don't have to teach a child to sin. He figures it out himself. 
In sin did my mother conceive me, it says. It truly is a black and white situation. And God knew how hopeless our situation is. And so he reached out to us through his son, Jesus Christ, with a promise to rescue us. From Genesis 3.15, right after Adam and Eve fell into sin, he promised a savior who would literally crush the head of the serpent to destroy its power. The, sage, the savior would defeat the power of sin, death, and the devil. And we would be set free from sin and death. Originally, God created Adam and Eve without sin, and then when they fell into sin, he provided a new way for obtaining eternal life. He made a covenant with his son, Jesus Christ. Not with you and me, but with his son, Jesus Christ, that if Jesus would live the perfect, sinless life, and then go to the cross and die, and resurrect to life, that if Jesus would do that, God would accept it for you and me. Let's go back to that verse in 2 Corinthians 5. God made him who knew no sin to be sin. Now, that's a key word there, be sin. Not just one sin, not two sins, not the sins of 50 people, not the sins of 100 people, but the sin that existed from Adam and Eve throughout eternity of time on this earth. God made him to know sin, to be sin, to bear it on his shoulders as he goes to the cross. And then it goes on to say that we might become not multiple, but individually, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What a contrast. The effects of sin are sickness, problems, death, hunger, anger, wars, rumors of wars. God offers peace, hope, life. Our salvation no longer depends upon the perfection of our sinful life because we can never stop sinning. It says in the scriptures, if you keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, you're guilty of the whole law. We sin by thought, word, and deed, by the things we do, by the things we don't do. We don't stop. But God, in his wisdom, made the covenant with Jesus that does not include us in that formula except for us to receive the benefits for what Jesus gained for you and me. He destroyed the power of the devil. But we say, what's all this evil in our world today? Well, there's sin in our world, yes. But the day is coming when we will go home. Either Jesus will come back to take us right away, or he will allow us to pass away. But the day is coming when we will be set free. And we'll know the joy of everything that Christ accepted 
Christ accomplished for us, and we are accepted into the family of God by faith in Jesus Christ. We don't add anything. We don't subtract anything. We only trust. It's all Jesus. This is why it says that God made him to be our sin. We are still guilty of committing sin every day. And the devil stands before God and accuses us day and night. But our defense attorney, Jesus Christ, says, Yes, Chaplain Sledo is guilty. But I died on the cross for him. And the judge, the one that determines these things, the judge says, case dismissed, lack of evidence. Because Jesus wiped it all away. Are we guilty of sin? Yes. When we repent and ask for forgiveness, are we forgiven? Yes. Because Jesus died for you and me. So how do we thank God for so great a gift? It says we work together with him to draw others into a saving relationship with him. You can be friendly and helpful. You can, there's many ways. What God is looking for is a willing spirit that says, God, use me as you see fit. I don't know where you're going to do it, God, but just guide me. And that's when we're working together with God instead of against him. When our spirit is willing. Because God will use that spirit and he will touch lives in times that you won't even realize it. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Paul was talking in the text about uh, you know, being beaten and shipwrecked and imprisoned and hungry and all these types of things. Do you think he was bragging? Mm -mm. He was saying, my God is stronger than all of these things. And he got me through them. And I'm here today to prove the power of God at work, even when things are going wrong in our day-to-day -day lives. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, the scriptures say. If you're going through a difficult time, commit it into the hands of God. And wait for God's answers as he brings you hope and life every day. We become ambassadors for Christ to draw others to him and the ways of truth. And our motive must always be to live to the glory of Christ. This is the time, the acceptable time, day of salvation. This is the time. It's important for us to not take the grace of God for granted and say, well, I can live the way I want because I'm going to live another 30 years. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Do not take the grace of God for granted. It's time to stand for God's truth to, to be displayed in our lives. 
reach out to others in love, and our motive must always be to draw them to Christ. And it won't always be easy. They will be criticisms of you. They might think that you're a goody two-shoes. But your spirit will come through. And they'll remember the spirit of God working in and through your lives. It's not easy to stand for the truth, but if no one stands for the truth, there is no hope. The things of our world are overwhelming. This is the time when people need Christ the most. God desires we pray for our world and the, and the people in it. We do what we can to help. And as we view our sinful world, it's hard not to get depressed. But this is the time we remember that God made him who knew no sin to be sin in our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This is the time to remember that Christ has already won the victory over everything that is wrong in this world. He's already won the victory, and we will one day see him face to face. This is why the cross and the resurrection is so important. It is proof that God accepts the sacrifice of Jesus as being full payment for our sins. God, the judge, says this is true, proven by the resurrection. We claim this victory as our own through daily repentance and faith in what God has done for us. So say thank you by the life that you live. Tonight, we celebrate Holy Communion when we receive the body and blood of Jesus for the assurance that our sins are forgiven. We receive this gift not because we deserve it, but because we need it. And are being invited by God to come and receive that gift. In Jesus' name, amen.